the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Firing Line with Philip Naiman. The Firing Line radio show is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, CCW Safe, Cutting Edge Bullets, Vortex Optics, Vortex, The Force of Optics, and by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. And now your host, Philip Naiman. Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. Hello, folks. Welcome to another edition of Firing Line Radio Show. This is Philip Naiman, your happy host here. Hope you're having a great time. Um, of course, here we are. This is the new world order, I guess. We have to recognize that uh, we have a new... I don't want to say the word president. I don't know. We have a, a virtual person in office in Washington, kind of like Max Headroom. If you remember that from the 1980s, um, we have somebody that uh, is not going to show himself at the press conferences. We have somebody that's going to hide behind the mask. So I think it's a ventriloquist. Maybe Jeff Dunham's got some action going on there, but uh, we have a new leadership in this country and it's something we are all going to have to be careful of because they are coming for us, for the, for the Patriots, for the people who supported law and order, for the people who supported constitutional government, for the people who supported President Trump. Uh, they're coming for us, and, and that's something that we need to be careful of. So um, check, out, check out our podcast. I want everybody who's getting this radio, uh, getting this right now, sign up for our podcast at firinglineradio.com because Facebook is going to be disappearing. Uh, who knows what else is going to happen on our social media and our way to communicate. But the podcast, I do own the rights for the uh, for the website. So firinglineradio.com, the podcast will be on there and uh, ways to contact us will be on that website at all times. So make sure that you are signed in for the podcast so we can all ride this wave together. Huh? <laughs> You got to love that. Anyway, folks, Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show, FiringLineRadio.com is where the podcasts are at. I want to jump from what's been happening in Washington to some great stuff. Okay. We're just going to, there's enough political talk going on. We'll let all those talking heads handle that, but there's not enough firearm talk going on. And that's what we're going to focus on today. Folks, I have Dan Smichko. Dan Smichko is the owner and designer of uh, Cutting Edge Bullets. CuttingEdgeBullets.com is their website. I've used them exclusively in my hunting for, I don't know, seven or eight years now. And uh, I have 24 one-shot kills, so I'm kind of happy with that. You're not going to get that kind of bullet performance with uh, many other bullets that are out there. So it's a great design, but it's more than just a hunting bullet. And that's what we're going to talk about today. There's some guys out there that are pushing the envelope when it comes to shooting. Uh, anything from the 475 Shytac or 408 Shytac, or I don't know, they're, they're bigger than that, right? Uh, the 20 millimeters, all the way down to the 22 long rifles. And the problem with shooting a 22 long rifle 
it has to do with the transonic waves. We're going to get into that in a little bit here, but if you're trying to shoot a 22 at longer distances, you might be able to shoot a half inch group at 50 yards and a four inch group at a hundred and never know why. So I'm going to bring Dan on here and he's going to talk to us about that and, and his cure for that situation. Dan, how are you doing this morning? Good, good, good. Everything good in Pennsylvania here, I guess. Yeah, yeah, well, you guys got your vote stolen, same as ours, but I'm not going to bring that up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, let's not do that. Okay. Let's talk about uh, the cure, right? Uh, you guys got a great little video on here on your website. Uh, your website's cuttingedgebullets.com, and it, it did a little bit of a spoof um, for projectile dysfunction. So what exactly is projectile dysfunction, Dan? Well, I think projectile dysfunction is something that somebody or most people, if you do any amount of shooting, you have seen it in your lifetime one time or another. That's where you have a projectile, you know, whether for many different reasons. We have, you know, different bullets that shoot, you know, two, three, four in a group and you get a flyer, you know, for the fifth one or third one or whatever the case might be. You know, or in the case of ELR, it really shows up where, you know, you have uh, your velocities and everything tightly controlled, but yet you still get this vertical stringing at, you know, 2,000 yards, 3,000 yards, you know, and yardage is above where your bullets have to pass through the transonic stage of flight. Uh, That is projectile dysfunction. You know, where you just can't get consistent results with the projectiles you're shooting. And that happens in in different styles at different different ranges. Like I was alluding to before, 22 long rifle, you can have uh, get yourself some federal match ammunition and it's shooting beautifully at 25 yards, 50 yards, 80 yards. You go out to 120 yards and you can't hit a pie plate and you're not sure why. So can you explain that? <clears throat> Well, uh, you know, depending on the ammunition, you know, a lot of the 22 long rifle stuff is intentionally loaded to not pass through the transition stage of flight. Most of it is and you know, 1,250 feet per second or less. So that that does help that situation. But, you know, when you're starting to stretch, uh, you know, bullets out a little bit longer than their original intention, you know, like who would think, you know, you'd shoot a 22 long rifle at, you know, even 300 yards, you know, or let alone 600 yards, like, you know, is going on now. <clears throat> but um, yeah, that happens for, you know, different reasons. Uh, one thing that one reason is uh, traditionally 22 long rifles are spun relatively slow meaning, you know, one in 16 twist. Uh, some of them are one in 16 and a half twist. Uh, that's pretty slow. So you have to use a short bullet. Um, but even at that, when you use a 42 grain lead bullet, they're relatively short and they appear to be uh, stable in the one in 16 when you look at stability factors. But when they're, when they are start to, uh, get shot out to further distances, you need that extra spin to keep them stable if there's any little uh, draft whatsoever. And I and believe so, that's what most of the problem is. 
Right. And so almost every 22 out there has got a one in 16 twist. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, that's correct. Yeah, you, you know, there's some manufacturers, you know, starting to make some faster twist uh, rifles now. Right. So, right. Unless you've gone out of your way to purchase a fast twist barrel, it's basically a one in 16 twist. And that, you know, your Rigger 1022s, the Savage 93s, your 9422 XTRs, they're all going to have the same twist because that really was the original design of the 22 long rifle. But but when, when guys like Dan start... Um, you know, looking for things to do in the middle of a dark winter uh, and they have too much time at the CAD machine, they start coming up with some ideas on how to cure problems that no one else knew existed. And so <laughs> one of the things that you've done now <laughs> is your new 22 long rifle. Um, you're not selling the loader ammunition, are you? Not yet. No, we're, yet. we're working on that, but you know, with the state of affairs right now, no, no ammo manufacturer, will take on any project that has any risk whatsoever. Meaning, why would they want to manufacture a new round when they can sell as many as they can produce of the same thing that they've been producing, you know, for right. years? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that's what happens. That's why GM fails eventually. Oh, wait, yeah, yeah I guess I'll, <laughs> you know, that's, yeah. I uh, know, I've yeah. seen that a lot, but. But they're right now the machine's running 28 hours a day, so there's really not that capacity for it. But you came up with a design and an idea for 22 long-range rifles, and just go into that for us, will you? Well, if you, you know, I think most people that, you know, uh, are paying attention to, you know, following us on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, you know, you have seen what the bullet looks like. And if you look at that bullet, it's going to look very familiar. The difference is, you know, with that particular bullet that we we launched first was uh, versus the ones that are coming out very soon is, you know, you have to have that short, you know, bullet. You know, it can't be real long. You have to have the the proper stability factors to be able to shoot these bullets, even at 200 yards, let alone 600 yards. So that's what our concept was. We, you know. We need to make a bullet that is stable in the one in 16 twist. And, oh, by the way, you know, I think we should probably try to make it so people don't have to change everything about their setup to do the ammo manufacturing for us, uh, meaning their bowl feeders or however they're feeding their bullets into their presses and, you know, uh, machines. Uh, so, you know, we went about it with, um, we ended up, at, uh, along that line of thinking. We didn't start out that way. We started out with a little more, I'll say, pointy-looking bullet. But, you know, then you start sacrificing even more weight, and weight is a factor. So and we ended up with that current design that looks similar to what a lead bullet would look like after it comes out of the barrel, meaning it's already swaged down to size because that's pretty much what happens in a rifle barrel with a traditional lead bullet. Right. So, and that helps you with the overall length. So it'll fit in regular magazines. Very good. Folks, this is Philip Damon, Fighting Line Radio Show. Check out Cutting Edge Bullets at CuttingEdgeBullets.com. We're going to talk more about the 22 long rifle offerings and how you actually make these things. Folks, Philip Damon, FiringLineRadio.com. We'll be right back after this. AM 590, the answer. 
This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick. That's right, folks, Boomstick Radio. You know, for the last almost eight, a little bit over eight years here, one of our longtime sponsors has been Vince Torres over at Bullseye Sports Guns and Ammo in Riverside. Now, you need to head on down there for your firearms. You need to get small arms, big arms, all kinds of arms over there at Bullseye Sports. Get your ammunition, get everything you need, because frankly, um, items are scarce. So shop early, shop often to make sure that you get there. Now, once you've got your firearm, you need to sign up for a certified course over at Bullseye Sports Guns and Ammo in Riverside, 951-823-0211. Going by memory here, folks. 951-823-0211. Get yourself a certified safety firearm course so you know the safe use of that firearm. Hey, folks, Philip Naiman. Welcome back to Firing Line Radio Show. I'm here with Dan Smichko. Dan is the owner of Cutting Edge Bullets. We've been using Cutting Edge Bullets for I don't even know how long now, Dan. Do you have any idea how long we've been using them? You personally, I know it's yeah. been a long time. I mean, almost from the beginning. So, um, yeah. at least seven, eight years, I would guess. Yeah, <clears throat> got got very lucky. Found these guys years ago, and uh, really upped our game, especially in California, when you have to hunt with a non-lead bullet. And uh, the other offerings that are out there, I found to be less than they stunk. How's that? Um, I, I really, really didn't like the performance, the terminal performance on them. And I don't like the BCs. I mean, it just, it was like the worst of both worlds. Um, so then when I, I experimented with some of the other ones, I didn't like what happened in the field. Found cutting edge bullets. I found them on the long range hunting blog, actually. So that's where I first found you guys. Uh, somebody was writing up about a, a 338 bullet and I checked it out and said, wow, they have all these different offerings. And the performance, the field performance has been unparalleled. Um, I've only recovered one bullet out of 24. And that was on a about a thousand pound elk at 570 yards. And it was just underneath the left, the left shoulder as it went through both shoulders. So, you know, unbelievable field performance for a hunting bullet. That's what I switched over to them for. Then you start finding out all these other things that they do that no one ever dreamed of, such as extended long range shooting, extended long range shooting. I mean, we we go out and we're shooting rocks at a thousand, 1200 yards. We're thinking, wow, that's pretty good, but not compared to what these guys are doing. Uh, Dan, you guys are kind of the kings of the ELR, but we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later here. But I want to finish up with the 22 long rifle and how do people get it and what's involved in making some of the best 22 ammo out there? Well, um, initially, right now, we, we developed a two die set to load your own ammo, you know, a, a seating die and a crimp die. And uh, it's it's actually it's very fun messing around with that stuff. You know, you're looking at charges depending, you know, on the on the uh, powder. You know, from two to four point two grains, I'll say. You know, so uh, you you're going to have to load your own until we get an ammo manufacturer on board. And, uh, unfortunately, that's not going to happen until you know things calm down at least a little bit in the market. Uh, our our primed brass is coming in uh, in February, you know, and I hope it continues on track. You know, we have uh, half a million pieces ordered, 
So we're going to have plenty of prime brass, and we are going to offer them in 200 count and 400 count packages that will come with the primed brass and that many bullets. Uh, we're talking about the, the 22 brass. So just, just so everybody understands how, how the 22 worked, it's a rim fire. So if you looked at a, uh, at a spent cartridge, say from a 357 or a nine millimeter, 223, when you look at the back, the head of the cartridge, you're going to see a silver or a little disc in the middle of it called the primer. That's where your firing pin hits. Now for traditional ammunition, centerfire ammunition, you can knock that primer out after it's been used through the reloading process and install a new one so you can reuse that brass. 22 long rifle, uh, because it's a rim fire, works a little bit different. Can you touch on that? Yeah, uh, basically it's uh, the priming compound is a, is a compound that goes in the bottom of the rimfire case. The rimfire case has a cavity running around the rim that this material priming compound has to be forced into in order to uh, uh, ignite when the uh, firing pin strikes the rim of the case. Uh, they do that a couple different ways. I mean, there are some kits on uh, <clears throat> that are sold, and I doubt if you can buy them right now, but I know there's a do-it-yourself kit where you mix a couple of these compounds together and, you know, kind of like make your own nitroglycerin type of thing, and you have to force it back into the rim of the case. Where... Why, why do I not want to do that? <laughs> well, you know, I'm not going to do it, you know, and I, I even have the stuff. We We got it, you know, a year ago. And it's like, well, I just don't like that idea, you know, but uh, hey, to each <laughs> what could happen? Um, what could happen, right? You know, yeah, uh, I, we didn't mess with it. We opted to try to get primed brass, you know, from uh, whoever we could get it from. And we did find some online and uh, it was absolutely horrible. Meaning, uh, yes, did it go bang? Sure, it did. But we were getting extreme velocity spreads. Unbelievable how much it was, you know, between uh, 100 and 200 feet per second. And you can physically look in the case and see something different. And uh, and they weigh different. And we tried to sort them and all kinds of things, but we could not make that brass shoot. But anyway, or primed brass. Anyway, we got another supplier and uh, it's really good. Um, and hopefully we'll have another supplier on board here before too long. That should be the absolute best that you can buy. But you yeah, said that's you had, the main difference. That, so you said yeah, you had 500. Is good. Right. So you said you had 500,000 rounds coming in or pieces of brass right. coming in. Um, are you sold out yet? No, no, we're not sold out. We have a lot. We did a pre-sale just to get an idea on how many die sets we would need because you you have to have a die set or you don't have to have this. Well, if, yeah, I don't care what anybody does. You know, they're welcome to make their own, but our crimp die works really well and they really need to be crimped in order to get consistent ignition. Um, or either that or you have to make the projectile match the particular piece of brass perfectly like you would neck tension on a on a rifle but you know the only problem with that is if the brass varies any at all or if you switch brands of brass 
well, then it's not going to work. You know, you have to have, you know, and I'm not talking about thousands of an inch. I'm talking about tens of a thousand, <clears throat> you know, so, you know, we opted to go the crimping route and it works out very well that way. And, uh, um, like I said, they're very easy to use. And so the 22, you get the, uh, you purchase the kit from you and get the brass and get the bullets all together. What, what powder are they actually using? Uh, we, we're running powders from, um, I'm going to say, depending on the weight of the bullet, uh, anything from, uh, something like an H110 all the way down to your really fast pistol powders. And usually unique. right in the middle, Unique is actually a very good powder for uh, for the bullets we've been testing. But, you know, there's some other ones, so some Vitavori powders and uh, uh, that work really well, N350, uh, Accurate Arms, number nine, number seven, number five, they work really good. There's a lot of different powders we're finding that have, you know, a lot of potential and, uh, you know, we're still learning as we go. We probably only shot, oh, I don't know, you know, thousand or a little bit more than that, maybe 1500 rounds total. And, uh, we have uh, a long ways to go before I think we have, you know, everything perfected as far as which powders, what loads and, and all that. I got to tell you though, this would definitely make your pound of powder stretch a little bit in a pound of powder. You have 7,000 grains, right? And if you're loading, yeah. Two grains to three grains <laughs> per round. Yeah, the powder is going to as opposed to when we're shooting the extended long range uh, center fire stuff, and you're burning a hundred to two hundred grains of powder at a shot, right? Right. Yeah. So yeah, that's when yeah, you this, you hit the powder measure and you just watch the whole level go down with one swoop. Go. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, and the, and the other thing that will be a little bit different on this will be. You know, instead of measuring your powder, you know, down to the, the tenth of a grain like you would in an ELR situation in the center fire, you need to measure it down into the hundredths of a grain because so it's a percentage field. of yeah. Yeah, percentage of capacity. I got I got a break here. Folks, Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show. We'll be back with Daniel Smitchko, CuttingEdgeBullets.com. Check them out. Have questions about handgun safety, local sports shooting events, or your Second Amendment rights? Just ask Vince at Bullseye Sport in Riverside. Get practical advice. No sales pitch. Vince is a straight shooter when it comes to sharing his advice and years of gun experience. Whether you're a seasoned gun owner or a newcomer, at Bullseye Sport, they welcome everyone, especially ladies considering a firearm for the first time. When they go to our store, we want to give them something that they're going to feel comfortable with. And if you're looking to purchase a gun, ammo, or accessories... If we don't have it, we will get it for you. For all the answers to your rifle and handgun questions, just ask Vince at Bullseye Sport. 951-823-0211. Bullseye Sport in Riverside. Proud sponsor of the Firing Line Gun Show, Saturdays at 1 p.m. on AM 590. Follow Bullseye Sport on Facebook for your inventory updates or call 951-823-0211. 951-823-0211. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by CCW Safe by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. Spartans, lay down your weapons! Persians, come and get them! 
Hey folks, Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show. Check out Cutting Edge Bullets, CuttingEdgeBullets.com, CuttingEdgeBullets.com. And you're going to have, if you're looking for for bullets that can do whatever you can imagine, that's why you go to Cutting Edge Bullets. If you want to have a non-lead, high-end, high-performance hunting bullet that you can load up and make whatever cartridge you want to do, do whatever you want to do, they've got the solutions for you. It's really it's like freedom, you know? Uh, well, of course, we're talking about bullets and firearms. That's always about freedom. But it, it frees you up to see what is possible. And that's one of the things I like about wildcatting or creating my own cartridges or coming up with different bullet combinations for different areas. And that's why it's so great to partner with people like Dan Smichko, who've taken it to the next level, because I only have so much imagination. These guys, they, they're like Disney Imagineering, but for, for men. So... um so we're talking about the 22 long rifle and the amount of oh, exactness, all right? That, I don't know if exactness is a word, but if it was, it would be the word exactness. The amount, the amount of precision necessary to shoot these things. When you're measuring your powder, I think it went off the air when we talked about that, but it is so precise. What, again, is the, uh, the difference between your loads? that you're looking for? Uh, we look for a difference of two one hundredths of a grain, you know, so that's 0. 0.02 grains. Um, and we found that to be accurate, uh, plenty accurate enough to produce good results and uh, good extreme velocity spreads when you get the powder charge right and your crimp right and, uh, you know, everything else that you need to pay attention to. So is that... 0.02 grains, is that like half an eyelash weight? I mean, <laughs> you know, yeah, something like it's pretty fine, you know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, what, put it this, put, yeah, the, you know, when you're looking at pistol powders, you know, most of them are fine. You know, something like blue dot's kind of flaky. But blue dot, you know, if you anybody knows, what, you know, anything about that, it's that flake. And one of those flakes weighs about 0.02 grains. Okay. So. so. Yeah, one one flake short of a uh, nest. Okay, so you really would need an electronic scale there, unless you're going to count the flakes out. You need an electronic scale for loading this that is that precise. So that's another thing to consider. That's cool. And then, so what is the performance on these? So um, you say you're shooting 600 yards. So you've got some nice rifles that that uh, are accurate. I mean, maybe the Voodoo or something like that, or even the the Savage has got some really good uh, 22 long rifles. But what kind of accuracy performance are you getting at the end? Well, I'll tell you what, you know, uh, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with, uh, you know, the uh, there's a so-called kind of like a world record type uh, uh, organization, the ELR organization, and they track records. And it's a three shot uh, group on a on 22 long rifle. I believe it's 12 inches. And uh, right now, you know, that record, I want to say, is just a little over 300 yards. And that would be, of course, using your uh, standard, I won't say standard, but, you know, top quality off-the-shelf ammunition by, you know, reputable, reputable, you know, manufacturer, CCI, Ely, Lapua, you know, somebody like that. Uh, So ours 
what we're doing in, in we're not cherry picking the day or anything. You know, we do a lot of shooting at 400 yards and I tell you what, it's pretty, pretty easy to, uh, once you know, uh, your dope uh, to stay on a 12 inch plate at 400 yards. That's pretty amazing. And of course, you know, pretty easy to stay on a 12 inch plate that does for, for a lot of guys that just involves, you know, we need some more practice with whatever we're shooting to stay within a, uh, stay on that 12 inch plate at 400 yards, which is great, but a 22 long rifle, that's almost, it's almost un- unbelievable, especially if you've gone out, um, you know, you take your, your Ruger out, your 1022 and it's shooting, like I said, a dime group at 50 yards. And all of a sudden it's six, 12 inch group at, at a hundred and flyers. You're not sure what's going on. And that's because the, the bullets themselves are lead, so they're soft, and they can be deformed either on the front end or the back end where you would never see it once it's been loaded for you. Um, you know, they're, they're sitting in somebody's pocket or they're stored in a 550-round uh, box that gets dropped at Walmart. Um, and so the bullets aren't exactly straight when they're in there. We've seen those before, too. Right. Uh, some of the sides are thicker than the other side. So there's so many things that go on with regular lead ammunition that it's, you know, it's not, it's fun for shooting cans. It's not great for any kind of precision shooting if you really want to see what's going on with that. So um, let's talk more about some of the uh, the hunting options you have here. We talked about the 22 long rifle. Oh, how do they get this? How do they get the die set? What's involved? How much, how much are they looking here? Well, the 22 uh, long rifle die set, uh geez i you know i'm embarrassed to say i'm not sure what they retail but i want to say it's 122 dollars for the two die set comes with two shell holders the 200 round count of brass and bullet combo pack is 70 dollars retail um, and they are for sale pre, uh, pre-sale on our website right now and uh, like i mentioned before the uh, we do have the dies uh, they are completed. The We're just waiting for the uh, primed brass to come in, and then we will be able to deliver the uh, bullet and uh, brass combo packs, which uh, uh, our supplier tells us should be in February. So here's here's the difference. Is this is not something you're going to load up and let the kids go out there and shoot rocks with, but this is if you are going to have an accurate twenty two long rifle, if you're going to do some of the PRS matches or NRL 22 or any of those things, this is the ammunition that you're going to see in competition. This is what the people are looking for because the accuracy and the tolerances, um, even with the best RWS ammunition or, you know, some of that target stuff from Europe, which is still very expensive stuff, uh, you're going to be able to custom load it to yours. Now that bullet design that's coming out, the 22 pack, that'll work in a one in 16 barrel. Yeah, that 32 grain that is out right now will work in a uh, 1 in 16 twist. That's what it was designed for. And I might want to mention, I don't want to deceive anybody here, but most 22 long rifle shooting competitions and different organizations require the use of factory loaded ammunition. So until we get this factory loaded, uh, the hand loads will do you no good going into a situation like that you need to check the laws of the ammunition you know of whatever whatever you're shooting in all i know is elr is kind of open right now i hope they don't mess that up but 
uh, that is open for hand loading and whatever. All, all things go there. You know, they should because something like ELR pushes the envelope and that's, you're not going to get, you know, Remington to jump right up there and say, hey, we're going to do this now, right? That's the Leviathan um, or, or federal right. or, you know, they're, they're just not going to make that move uh, quickly. And if you want to have things that are happening in the sport, you really need to leave it open. And who cares if somebody handloads a 22? You could handload it, you know? It's, sure. it's his design. Everybody has, has the option. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about talking about design. Let's talk about, about your uh, centerfire rifles and your ammunition there and some of the designs that you have. Um, one of the things with the monolith bullet, and we might have to pick this up on the, or finish it on the next segment here, but a monolith bullet, as opposed to a cup and core handles pressures differently. So can you touch on that real quick? Yes. Uh, you know, a traditional cup and core bullet, um, and, the, and most people have seen this. Uh, they get their usually uh, uh, produce their best accuracy when the pressures start to get a little higher in your barrel. I mean, meaning not 70,000 psi's, but I mean like 50,000, where you can see your primers flatten out and everything. And that is because that bullet is upsetting, meaning it is deforming when that charge hits that bullet to uh, make it larger that uh, makes a complete seal in your rifle barrel. It might only be a couple tenths of a thousandth, but nonetheless, it is doing it. So they become very accurate because there is no gas blow-by going around that bullet. Until you hit them with enough charge, you're going to, you could have a leakage around that bullet, especially right at the exit of the uh, bullet from the barrel. If there's any leakage from one side of the bullet or the other, you're going to get a flyer, you know, right. and your group is just not going to be there. So right. with our bullets, we solved that problem with the seal tight band. Right. Let's, let's, uh, pick, up, let's pick up the seal tight band as soon as we come back here. We're just ran you out of time. Sorry. I know I do that. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> anyway, cuttingedgebullets.com. Check out the bullet design. You'll see that. We'll pick it up in the last, next section here. What makes them different? What makes them better? And how do you get them? Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio, FiringLineRadio.com. Hi folks, Philip Naiman from Firing Line Radio Show. If you're a concealed handgun carrier or have a firearm to defend your home and are forced to use your weapon for self-defense or the protection of a loved one, you'll be glad to have CCW Safe on your side. CCW Safe provides and pays 100% upfront defense funds for high-quality attorneys, expert witnesses, and the investigators you need following a critical incident with no reimbursement. And they do it all for one flat yearly fee starting at $179 a year. CCW Safe has permit and non-permit plans to protect California residents in this state and while traveling across the country. So check out their new ultimate plan with no caps on criminal and civil defense, $1 million for bond coverage, a dedicated $1 million for civil liability, and many other benefits. You defend your life. CCW Safe will defend your freedom and financial future. In California, CCW Safe has got you covered. So join now at ccwsafe.com. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. Conan, what is best in life? To crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and to hear the lamentation of the women. That is good. 
Hey, folks, welcome back here to Firing Line Radio Show. We're here with Daniel Smichko. He is the owner of Cutting Edge Bullets out of Pennsylvania there. Um, they are the cure for projectile dysfunction. So check them out there at cuttingedgebullets.com. We're talking about some of the things that make their centerfire rifles more accurate, um, more consistent, and better by design, or really. You know, we talked at the last bit there. I kind of ran you out of time, but to recap, the common lead core bullets, when they're under pressure, swell from the pressure from behind and cause a, a gas seal going forward, but it takes a lot of pressure to do that. With a monolith bullet, some of them that are out there, in order to reduce their pressures, they actually cut grooves along the side, and that kind of ruins their ballistic coefficient. But you came about this with a different idea, the seal-tight band. So can you uh, talk about that real quick? Sure. Uh, yeah, that, that was uh, years ago when we started our, you know, development process in 2008. We, <laughs> we no kidding, suffered from uh, projectile dysfunction. Uh, no matter what we did with our monolithic bullets, we could not get great groups all the time with a high degree of consistency. You know, we did a lot of our testing at 300 yards. You'd get those two in, one out four in, one out, and I'm not talking about grossly out out of the group. I'm talking about a leaker that would make your group go from, uh, you know, a quarter of M- quarter MOA out to one MOA, you know, but that's enough that, like, something is going on here with this, and then, you know, long story short, we finally figured out, I think we need to seal that because these are not sealing, uh, so we came up with the seal type band idea. And as soon as we started putting that larger than caliber diameter, very tiny band on our bullets, our projectile dysfunction completely went away. Now I'm not saying you're never going to get a flyer for one reason or another, you know, your bullet got bumped, tip got damaged, you know, and you never know what happens, but, uh, that seal type band is the key to, you know, extreme tight groups and the other thing is your your bullets are very forgiving as far as seating depth is concerned i know when i use some uh, uh vld bullets man if i was off by two tenths anyway not two tenths of an inch but if i was off by a little bit my groups were terrible i you know it's like it had to be in a certain sweet yeah. spot for these certain bullets to use uh accurately otherwise it was a nightmare and then you end up chasing the lands but yours have been very forgiving as far as where you seat them so you, you don't worry about where the lands are. You're worrying about where you seat it on the cartridge, right? Yeah, you don't, you know, our bullets are very forgiving for good reason. You know, when we started, you know, we went down the VLD route, you know, and we used computer design designs and, you know, that says, wow, you know, look at this BC. We can get a 338, 250 grain bullet with a, you know, 0.85, you know, G1 BC. And, you know, we would make it, and sure, we would get that BC to a certain distance, but then it was like when they start slowing down, they fall off the face of the earth. And, uh, you know, and they were very, very fussy to shoot. And we did not like to shoot those ourselves, so we decided to take a step back and, and go a little more conservative route. And when we did that, our lives became much easier ourselves. I don't like to fiddle around with bullets when I'm working up a load to take one hunting or something, you know, I don't like to fiddle around with them. I like to be able to get pretty close in the beginning, 
make some powder tweaks, maybe a seating depth tweak, and go for it. And I will give up a little bit of BC for that. And that is what we're all about. We're not the highest BC bullets, but we our bullets shoot really well, and they're made to be uh, very forgiving. And so here's what I learned about that, because for a while I was chasing the BC crowd. You know, I wanted to have the highest, absolute highest. And um, there's one thing when this uh, box of, of bullets that you buy says it's the absolute highest. And there's another when you have real world events and, you know, you realize that, well, maybe that one bullet they tested was higher or maybe their marketing team was doing the testing. But in real life, a consistent BC is more important for consistent shooting than the highest BC if there's a variance in the highest. So if you say that it's a 560 on a bullet, G1 560, and it's always a G1 560 or maybe a 562 to 558, that's such a good variance that your accuracy does not suffer as opposed to some of the others that um, you know, they have a little bit of a difference uh, on the me plat. The front end of the bullet is a little shape different from one to another. You have all kinds of different variances that happen on that. So I, I agree with you. And I found that myself that it, that going to a bullet that is much more consistent in their BC has allowed me to make much more consistent hits at distance uh, as opposed to worrying about if I'm going to get an extra half inch a drop or not. Yes, yes. And that was our attitude about it. You know, from the beginning, we saw, you know, BC swings, you know, where, you know, what we have now isn't what we started out with. But, you know, a BC swing uh, of uh, even uh, a G1 of 0.03 is enough to give you some pretty good vertical dispersion out there at you know, 2,000 plus yards or, or a mile, depending on the caliber, anything long range, put it that way, you know, where, you know, these lasers, we have, you know, their consistency G1 and everybody talks about G7s. Well, guess what? You know, that kind of cuts your error in half. But if we say our G1 BC variation is less than 0.01, you know, when you convert that to G7, it's less than 0. 0.006, you know, so they're very, very consistent. So what he's talking about, the lasers, not a laser beam, but one of the one of the style of bullets that they have is called the laser. And this is the monolith bullet. It's designed for extended long range and for hunting. I mean, this is a great bullet. It's got a polymer tip, a hardened polymer tip that doesn't melt. Um, I used them last year. I used one on an on an elk at 300 yards and uh, I got a complete pass through on an elk. And then at 570 yards, 75 yards, excuse me, 575 yards. I had a, a nice buck in Colorado. I had a, and both of them dropped, you know, right there. So I will tell you one thing though, folks, your field craft, if you start using the cutting edge bullets for your hunting, your field craft is going to suffer. You will not, you won't get very much practice in tracking anything. So the gun goes off, the animal lays right there, and all the all the tracking skills that you practiced all summer, you don't need them. It's just, it's right there. <laughs> if you use another bullet that's a monolith, you will have to become a good tracker. So I'm just going to say that the cutting edge bullets have been uh, absolutely phenomenal in their, in, in their terminal got some back feed there, but in their, in their terminal performance has been fantastic and their accuracy and then the consistency. You know, I think those three things, is there anything else you were trying to do when you designed them, Dan? 
No, I think, you know, that's pretty much it. You know, just about consistency and uh, ease of shooting and uh, yeah, accuracy. All of that is just, you know, first and foremost, every time we make a bullet, that's what we're thinking about. So um, some of the other things you'd have, have now, um, like for the 270, which is one of the calibers I shoot a lot, you've got a lot of functions. You've got a 115 grain laser bullet which has a pretty high BC for that weight of a bullet. And it out of a 270, it's going a little over 3,300 feet a second. This makes it a long-range, efficient deer cartridge. You know, most people thought a 270 would be good to about, you know, four or 500 yards. This extends it with a lighter bullet, and it's extremely accurate. So there's some really good offerings in here. If you guys flip through the, flip through the menu and take a look at them, you'll see that there's some things that, have been pretty well thought out and uh you know the the 6.5 offerings are fantastic i'm using that in the uh, 6.5 stw and the um 6.5 so there's some great offerings that are in there and uh opportunities are pretty much endless i want to thank my special guest dan smichko dan smichko um former king of two miles I'm sure he'll be there again. He's the owner of Cutting Edge Bullets. CuttingEdgeBullets.com is where you want to find them. Get their 22s and uh, end your PD. God bless you. Have a good weekend. Shoot, Felipe. Shoot. When you have to shoot, shoot. Don't talk. The Firing Line Radio Show has been brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside. CCW Safe, Cutting Edge Bullets, Vortex Optics, Vortex, the force of optics, and by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. AM 590, the answer.